Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan, and I'm working at... An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver-area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on The Chuck and Julie Show. Well, everybody, Chuck Bonneville, Julie Hayden, The Chuck and Julie Grassroots Show, Truth Straight Up. That's right. The show brought to you by Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine. And hey, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to everyone out there. I hope you're having a good day. Um, We're going to have... Dave Williams coming on, the chairperson of the Colorado Republican Party. And then at 3.30, actually, it's just texting. It's texting me, breaking news, breaking news. A perfect, okay, Ken DeGraff coming on at 3.30. Um, He has proposed, go figure, a common sense, low-cost, money-saving way to clean up the Colorado voter registration rolls, and the Democrats, of course, hate it. So, And all the good government groups hate it. And Yeah, yeah, the Colorado County Clerks Association hates it. Why would we want to clean up the voter rolls? But we have with us now, and I'll let you introduce it because you... All right, the man with the mostest, we've got Dave Williams. He's the chairman of the Republican Party of Colorado, and he's been doing a knockout job at it. Uh, in fact, so good that the Anschutz Media Industrial Complex has decided to go after him. <laughs> no matter what you do. No matter what you do. Hey, Dave. Hey, how you doing? I uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. Just to put a finer point on your uh, <laughs> your intro there, um, I, I like to joke about how if I cured cancer, Phil Anschutz and others would write articles saying it put hospital workers out of business. Yes. <laughs> so that's, well, I mean- that's, that's how crazy they are. Well, and it's and here's the crazy thing that that now I mean it's it's not that they're just spinning stuff, and I want you to explain this. It's not that they're just spinning stuff anymore, right? They're just flat out lying, now. making it up, just making it up. Well, that's always the best it's stuff. Anyway. Easier when you're a journalist if you just can make. I mean, the yeah. stories are better if you can just make it up. Um, yeah, I mean, but, you're not you're not held back by any facts and so <laughs> forth. But let's kind of go into it. Um, sure. You have been a strong advocate. Uh, for election integrity, um, have been a big opponent of Dominion machines um, and the incredible things that uh, have been done to Tina Peters. Um, and so they've sort of, I guess I'll let you explain it. How do they make it up that, that you really love Dominion machines? <laughs> well, you know, it's sort of hard to articulate uh, because we didn't do what they said, right? You can't right. prove a negative. Um it just never happened. They just, they made it up. Uh, so there, I mean, there's nothing to explain. We never contacted Dominion. We never uh, wanted to use Dominion machines. It's just a thing they made up. So there's nothing to defend. It's just a lie. Uh, what we did do is we asked for a bid from the clerk and recorder's office in Paso that he never actually ended up giving, mind you. <laughs> right? We asked him for something <laughs> and he never gave it. And instead, he ran to the press uh, because he's a crank supporter. And that's that's really what's going on here. They, you know, Phil Anschutz, uh, who's anti-Trump, who's never Trump, and has tried to prop up never Trump candidates, um, you know, is working with Jeff Crank supporters like uh, Steve Schleicher, the clerk, uh, 
to to cover and deflect from the fact that Jeff Crank is uh, a supporter of Nikki Haley and yeah. is against Donald Trump and or for AFP, AFP being the open border, you know, pro illegal immigration, you know, organization that it is. Yeah, uh, Americans you know, for the, prosperity. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and just yeah. folks know, so Jeff Crank is is also running for Congress in CD five. So I think, as you pointed, I mean, there's so many things to dive into here. But as as you pointed out in your response, um, you got to wonder: is this some kind of campaign finance violation? If Phil Anschutz, you know, I mean, if you're a Jeff Crank, you don't have to buy ads in the Anschutz Media Complex. They just write stories that make up lies, attacking his opponents to make him look good. Let's kind of go back a little bit. You've got you've got a, a assembly meeting for the party state central committee coming up in March. You're going to have to count lots of votes. You want to look at how much it would cost to hand count, how much it would cost to do other ones um, for it. Yeah, I mean, you right, and you'll have and you know, Chuck, Julie, you guys know how these things work because you guys actually run a business, and I, you know, you kind of have to forgive, uh, you know, public employees a little bit because they really don't know how to run a business. Like Steve Schleicher doesn't know how to do it. Chuck Rorman doesn't know how to do it. Jeff Crank might know a little bit because he does own his own consulting firm. But the fact remains when you run a business like the Republican party, because it is a private organization and it has to be run like a business, you get competitive bids. Even if you're not, even if you're not interested in ever hiring the vendor, you still get a, a bid. That's because you want to get a baseline. You want to get a comparative right. analysis going, understanding what the costs will be uh, for the you know the general service that you're looking to to hire out to. Well, so, so you went to El Paso County. El Paso County said, "Well, we only work with Dominion, and here's Dominion's number." And you, oh, great, great Dominion's number, yeah. And you put it in the round file. But that gave them <laughs> to exactly say <laughs> they got to say, "Aha." He's trying to use Dominion. Well, and to back it up a little bit, so just so folks understand, um, who may not be real familiar, so at the State Assembly, that's when the members will be elected at caucus, so go to your caucus, by the way, um, vote on who they want the various candidates to be for for state offices or congressional offices. So it's it's huge, right? And the grassroots has a huge influence anymore the past couple of years. And one of the things the grassroots people really don't like are the Dominion voting machines for obvious reasons that we've done numerous stories about. So what they did is it's twofold. Number one, they're trying to undermine your position with the grassroots by putting these stories out. Because we heard from grassroots people saying, what's Dave Williams thinking? You know, he wants to use Dominion machines. And we're like, no, he doesn't. And they're like, well, we heard he did. So number one, they were spreading the lie very definitely to undermine your um, ability to kind of help run things and with the grassroots, right? I mean, so that's what, and, and then, and again, and to bolster Jeff Crank by just making you look bad, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a bizarre, in a lot of ways, it's sort of a bizarre attack uh, because right. these are all people, these are all people that love Dominion. Like yeah, Bill right. the Gazette, uh, <laughs> Chuck Borman, Steve Schleicher, <laughs> like Jeff Crank, these guys. They have no problem with Dominion. They think our our system here in Colorado is a gold standard. So right. for them to for them to make up this this attack <laughs> is I, it's it's you know the mental gymnastics required for it are are astounding. I you know I at the end of the day, the truth is we're 
going to have a process at the state assembly where we're going to have hand counts and um, Peg Cage is going to be administering that. And at no point were we ever going to use Dominion just because right. just because Steve Schleicher gave us contact information doesn't mean we did anything with it. In fact, Chuck, you're right. It went right into the round file. So <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say. Like it was just, it was made up. And it, well, but so people kind of understand how you do this. And I, as a publisher of a newspaper, do understand. So you you get you decide you want to do a hit piece on on uh, Dave Williams because you don't want him to be the candidate from uh, for Congress from CD five. And you want to slam down the slap down the grassroots too. If you yeah, can... same time. Isn't right. So you get your most vicious Democratic uh, reporter, which is Marianne Goodland. They don't use the other ones that they have to get along with Republicans. They use Marianne Goodland, who's happy to go after. Dave Neville, Patrick I mean, Neville, Patrick Neville, and everybody else. You have her. She writes a story which is just BS, saying that that you plan to use Dominion machines um, and whoever knows what else uh, with a big uh, flashy headline uh, written by uh, the editor in chief. Um, you run that, and then you start running columns. First, right. you have Dick Wadhams, and you can always believe what Dick Wadhams says. I mean, he's <laughs> such a fair, reasonable guy, and he says. Oh, no, look at him. He's, he's going to use Dominion. Of course, he hates, he loves Dominion, but oh, no, he's a, he's a, he's a flip-flopper. And then you get Jimmy Sangerberger to write a similar article the next day. Oh, my God, he's changed again. He says he's not going to use them. This is terrible. <laughs> and, and then there's an anatomy of a scandal. And, of course, there's going to be, you're going to get about at least 10 more, aren't you, from, from you know, Colorado politics and <laughs> well, I, I take it. I take it as a badge of honor because they've only increased my popularity. The yeah, you know the fact. The, the fact is, they they have twisted themselves in so many knots. I don't think those actually those people reading their subscriptions are going to be able right. to really follow them. At one point, they they go nuts on me because we're supporting Tina Peters, who yeah, you know, oh yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> you know, so square that right. Tina Peters, we're supporting Tina Peters, but somehow, you know, somehow there's this there's this uh, accusation of Dominion use. It doesn't make sense, and I, I right. think you know they're they're twisting themselves in knots to try and ultimately help out their preferred candidate, which is also the preferred candidate of the right. Denver Post, right? So when you have Phil Andrews right. and the Denver Post agreeing that Jeff Frank, who's uh, <laughs> against Donald Trump and supporting Nikki Haley, then then you clearly understand what's going on here. Um, right. Well, and they well one thing that the Denver Post, the Greeley Tribune, um, let's see who else, the Colorado Denver Sun, uh, Colorado Politics, uh, Denver Examiner, uh, the Examiner of Colorado Springs, they all agree that, on one thing. Gazette, I'm sorry. They all agree on one thing. They hate grassroots Republicans. All of them do. They, they, the one thing that brings them all together is hating average Republicans. They, they, they all can't stand average Republicans. And so they all can unite together in good government form and just endlessly trash whoever grass. I mean, Tom Tancredo had that for years and years and years. Um, and now you're getting it because you're becoming way Successful, too powerful, yeah. Yeah, way too successful. They don't, they thought they could. 
They just cut off the money to you. You <laughs> But then you raise money. Go figure. Republicans are. Well, and, and you know, Dave, it's, it's just interesting is because you made a good point. Because I tried reading both Dick's column, Dick Waters' column, and Jimmy Sangenberger's column. And at the end of it, you went like, what? Because you're like, so do we like Dominion? Do we? I mean, and, and but which is a problem when you're making it up. Because I'm going to get to the second point here that you made. When you're making it up, it, it you know it's it's kind of hard to have some sort of consistent theme because you're, you're just lying. Um, but what I like is the fact that you then put out your own letter immediately calling them out on it, and also say, the party did, and saying, um, yeah, and and saying you know look we we should consider. And I know it's hard, but defamation, um, false reporting, I mean, for them to know, I mean, that's malice, right? For them to deliberately do it to help their political opponent to, or their political, preferred political guy, to make up known lies. I mean, as a reporter, you know, that's that's the definition of malice. And, uh, yeah, you know, well, I know. I, mean, I, I think the message that at least I'm going to send to the public and to them is that, look, if you want to criticize me, you know, on my record as a, as a candidate in the fifth congressional, knock yourself out, go ahead and do that. But if you, if you drag the party into this and you maliciously and deliberately put out um, lies, uh, then the party's going to defend itself. And we're, we just started to defend ourselves (laughs) because this, (laughs) this type of stuff is not going to be tolerated. And if they thought they could get away with, an article, a false article, and a couple of stupid uh, opinion pieces from Dick Wadhams and Jimmy Sensenberger, who no one likes, then right. they got another thing coming. This, no, well, this they, just, they, they, they opened the, the door. This is right. just the beginning. But I think that's yeah. no, the Denver Post will be next, probably. Right. But, but, What's great about it, though, is is I think they're not used to being called out on it. I love the fact that the party mentioned Phil Anschutz. Phil Anschutz, for folks who don't know, was the main donor by far, a billionaire donor to the Republican Party in Colorado. But only only if it's his to only to his candidates. Right. They all say unity, unity, unless, of course, it's a grassroots candidate, then they just trash him. But I think, though, that what I really like is the fact, you know, you're not mincing words. You're not, you know, tiptoeing around it because you don't want to feel so, you know, offend the big donor owners and consultant groups, right? I mean, you'd, you'd call them straight out on it and says, here's what the heck is going on. And I don't think they're used to that. I don't think they know what to do about it, at least right away. Well, I, I guess all I can say is stay tuned because, <laughs> again, I'm not I'm not going to allow anyone to lie about the party. I've, I was elected to protect the party's integrity, and I will. And right. they open the door. I'm going to walk through it now. So, right. Well, and, you know, and this... As I've said before, too, one of the things, well, for instance, we had George Brockler on the other day, and hes I think he's a good candidate down there, and we're going to have the other candidate down for the DA's position in, in the 23rd Judicial District. But he repeated the line where he said, you know, Dave Williams should, because we were kind of talking about the grassroots establishment split, and he goes, well, Dave should resign. He goes, no, I know people talk about Ken Buck didn't resign, but, but that's Ken different. Buck, that's totally it's different. Totally different. It's 100% totally different. It's like, how is that different? How is it different? <laughs> it's, it's not. Again, it's these guys twisting themselves into a knot going through all the mental gymnastics to try and say it's somehow different when in fact it's not, you know, if you guys, I'm, you guys understand it, but when Ken Buck ran for chair, it was right after he won election, uh, re-election to the house. And this was a debate topic amongst the central committee. Well, what happens if he gets an opponent 
And it was debated, and the Central Committee ultimately said, well, not a big deal. You can still be chair and run if he gets a contested race. Just because he never eventually had a primary opponent doesn't change the fact that he put himself in that position. The Central Committee had to consider it, and they did. They, the people the people spoke. The bylaws don't prohibit it. It's not any different. They're trying to make it seem different because he's somehow an incumbent. Okay, yeah. right. big deal. Uh, yeah. Big deal. It, it, <laughs> right? Why? It's why not different at all. Well, and again, it goes back to what you said. And I think, hopefully, in this day and age where I think, you know, since President Trump, I think people are being red pilled, right? And they see that they see the puppets behind the curtain. And no, the, what they're the way saying, they, what they're what they're essentially saying about Ken Buck is that those who are elected should get special treatment. That's, yeah, that's right, exactly right. what they're saying. They're saying if you're a Republican who is serving the party in in the capacity of an officer, then you can't do anything uh, with respect to running for office. Even though even though we have a, a big problem here in Colorado with our own with our own bench, we have yeah. uh, offices and seats that we can't get um, nearly enough people to run for all of them. But right. you know when there's an opportunity. You know, they're saying, nope, if you're an officer, you can't do it. Not because they actually agree with it, but it's right. because they just don't they don't like me. Exactly. <laughs> that's the thing. That's if it were if, if if Jeff if Jeff Crank were the head of the Colorado Republican Party, th- that'd be a different deal. That'd be totally his na- last name starts with a C. <laughs> yeah, so and Dave starts with W. So yeah, it's and I totally different thing. Beginning to see that. And I think on one hand, you know, they they are looking, I think that that I, they hate it when you call them rhinos, but I'm like, well, you are. Then don't be a rhino. Um, well, Jeff they, are, they, they are rhinos. I'm, you know what? I, I'm done with being polite about this. They are rhinos. They, he, these people who are making arguments about how I should step down uh, because I'm different somehow from Ken Buck. Um, most of them, now look, there might be one or two people that actually have a good faith, you know, exception for this, but I, you know, I don't count those, but most of them by and large are rhinos. They're rhinos who just can't stand the fact that a conservative grassroots pro Trump Republican is leading the party. Right. Yes. Right. Well, that's, that's why Ken Buck got in there because Susan Beckman was going to win. Was gonna... And they went, Oh my God, we don't have anybody to run. Let's get, she would have been a grassroots conservative yeah, populist. Yeah. Let's get somebody from Washington who has, you know, who's in Washington <laughs> well, well, all the nothing. time. So, yeah. well, and again, I think that people are waking up because I get the feeling that the grassroots p- position and influence is growing in Colorado and they hate that. And in part, that's why you hear them. They still put out stuff like Dick Wadhams continues to say, Donald Trump can't win. No one likes Donald Trump. It's like, what? Do you know what I mean? He's leading Nikki Haley by eighty. Uh, yeah, 60s leading Biden. It's like, why, if you're Jeff Crank, you would decide, well, I'm going to be a Nikki Haley supporter. It's yeah. like, okay, but, you know. And Americans for Prosperity, they, you know, they're all for the open border. So Jeff Crank's for an open border. If he's American for Prosperity, that's yeah, one of the requirements. Think, think, think about it. Dick Wadhams, probably Jimmy, because, you know, he's getting paid by Phil, but yeah. Dick, Jimmy, the Gazette, Phil Anschutz, uh, Jeff Crank, you know, all these, these people who are taking pot shots at me, they hate Donald Trump. They love yeah. open borders. They yeah. love the brokenness of, wa- of Washington, D.C., because they themselves wish to be there. I mean, these guys fight harder against conservatives than they, than they right. do Democrats. And it's because- well, and then, and then, and then, then they, they turn around and complain about us, right? You're like, well, right. and then right. they. 
finish their career like Ken Buck being the biggest MS oh. NBC person possible. It's like we're gonna keep my we're gonna keep my orcas, but we're gonna off Santos so we lose our thing. Well I you know again and I think you guys and Anna and Hope um and everybody that you've got down there are doing a good job and keep fighting back, right? Christy Burton Brown didn't have to fight back because she was busy giving herself bonuses and, and taking all the money and things um, and then just doing whatever they told her. And and that's what they really are upset about, the fact that you aren't doing whatever what they're telling you to do, right? Which I don't they're know. They're not even telling you. It's, you're so telling far you. out of it, they're not even telling you what to do. <laughs> well, I mean, your, your viewers and your listeners should just take away one thing. Um, those attacking the party and me are anti-Trump and for open borders and for helping Democrats win. And that's why they're attacking me because I'm pro-Trump. I'm for securing the borders. And ultimately I'm for reforming our party into a grassroots conservative party that actually stands for the American worker uh, and not for the elites on the coastal Right. Well, you're you're a little bit like Trump saying, you know, they're they're attacking me, but the person they hate is you. Yeah. And they do hate us. They hate they hate Christians. They just it's true. They get they get upset with guys like me because I don't tolerate, you know, someone who, you know, drinks and drives while maintaining a position of power and then tries to cover it up. Right. You know, I'll go down to the Capitol and I'll say, look, you got to resign. They hate that crap. It's, right. it's accountability, and they're not used to accountability, and that's why they whine. Right. Well, and, you know, and back to the, the just for, for folks, if they're listening, just to clarify, too, is, you know, Dave's making it clear at the State Assembly, Peg Cage is going to be running, and she's got plenty of experience doing this. She's going to be running a, a hand count. One of the other things they don't want is they don't want that to succeed. They don't want people saying, oh, well, wait, wait a minute, wait a you minute. Don't need Dominion voting machines. It's impossible. What do you mean Peg Cage did a great job? Okay. Republicans counted the ballots by hand, and they had the results. I mean, they don't want to see that kind kind of talk either i think is part of it as well the, well look look i mean i think i think it's it's becoming painfully clear that they for the longest of, of time they they argued that the grassroots couldn't run the party that we're not sophisticated right. we're not professional enough right. we just don't know how to do politics good enough and then they get their we don't know how to work with democrats <laughs> yeah <laughs> But they, but then they, for 20 years, past 20 years, they get their backsides handed to to them, and you know they face the most historic losses that we've ever faced because of their failed leadership, and they get finally kicked to the curb. The central committee is like, all right, we're we're going to try something different now. We're going to we're going to elect a conservative, and we're finding success, and they can't stand it. That's right. that's the bottom line. They just right. can't stand it, and so they're belly aching. Right. That's what this is. Right. Well, well, Dave, listen, we've got Ken DeGraffer. Thank you. For, I mean, I know it's it's got to be discouraging. You get up and all of a sudden, you, I'm sure, you know, at five in the morning, your text is going off. It's like, oh, they're attacking you again in the Gazette. And you're like, again. Um, but thank you for the work you do yeah. and for standing up and for pushing back, because it's it's that's what we really need. And I think that's why we're making a difference. Yeah, you bet. Happy to do it. And we'll continue doing it. And this fight isn't over. We're right. stay Good tuned. Job. All right. Stay tuned. Thank you, Thanks. Dave. Thanks, Dave. Happy Valentine's you Day bet. to your wife and your family, yeah, by the way. All right. All right. Dave Williams here. And I think I saw at Ken DeGraff, I saw him. Um, it's a Passing little, by. Well, it's a little bit early, but Ken, if you're there, I think I saw you join the Zoom um, room. 
you call it the Zoom thing. So if you're there, Ken, go ahead and, and turn your camera on and unmute yourself. Just a couple of, of comments there. This is from Leo Dominion, the iron iron pyrite standard. Um, and then Leo says, Dave is the only college Republican in the last 12 years that I respect. Keep it up. Hooray, hooray. Right. Speaking of respecting Republicans, we've got another one, Ken DeGraff. Ken, hey, thank you for your time this afternoon. Um, I know you guys are busy at the legislature, but but appreciate your time because I want to talk about this. Well, if it's a voter integ- election integrity issue, but hey, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It looks like I'm uh, reporting to you from uh, deep space. So uh, hopefully, well, I think, hopefully I think I can... it's uh, Space Odyssey 2011 <laughs> or something, whatever it is, 2001. All right, well, that was a good movie. But hopefully I can join Dave on the uh, respected, uh, well, I don't want to say politician because I don't ever want to be a politician, but uh, respected representatives list, which I, uh, <laughs> I, I think would be pretty short, but I hope to be on it for uh, for your caller. Well, so here's the thing. So you had, you know, I was reading and hearing that, you know, you have proposed a bill that would essentially be common sense. It would save money. It would clean the voter registration rolls. And as you texted me, Jenna and then Jeanette, the state clerks, argued that it would cost more money to not send out millions of bad. I mean, they're just they're they're crazy. But why don't you explain your bill? Uh, we know the Democrats At hate least it. All the people are against it, which I think is a great. It's like it's like. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, uh, when I when I pulled up the uh, the list of people who are against it, it's like all of the clerks and. Um, and then, uh, like some, like, uh, a women's group, a Democrat women's group and a, a Democrat education group. And like, that's really interesting because they don't have anything to, uh, to, you know, they shouldn't really have anything to do with, you know, elections. Um, well, and, I'm sure the League of Women Voters probably hates it too. I mean, yeah, know, League of Women Voters. I think that's who it was. Is the League yeah. of Women right. Voters? And, and the ACLU even doesn't like it. It's like, so why don't you explain? Because I read it and I'm like, well, this makes sense. Um, why don't you explain what what you what the bill would do? Well, the uh, the bill would. Um, what you would do is, you know, the there's the website. The Secretary of State already has a website where you can go on and you can uh, look and see your your address, your voting, uh, your 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 voter identification number, etc. And so in in so this would just be a little bit more active. You'd go to that same website, and so it'd be just modifying the Secretary of State's website, and then you would just click a button to say. Uh, or, you know, not a button, but on the screen, a selection on the screen that says, yes, that's that is my address. And then, of course, it would have, you know, you'd have some sort of a reminder that, you know, falsifying information is a is a crime. So, I mean, you should always have that to make sure people don't. And then the next, after you have verified the address, then you would just say, well, then I would I would like a ballot. Now, in in the, in the case here, it was um, it was. Uh, you know, it would de- well, it would automatic. It would have to default to uh, I would like to vote in person because okay. you know you want to make sure that everybody knows that they can still vote in person, and a lot of people do. About twenty percent of the people, you know, they, you know, most people, their their argument that most people want to vote uh, by mail is, you know. It, it's kind of offset by the fact that they just mail a ballot to everybody. But this this would just say, hey, I'd like to vote in person. Well, if you're not going to if you're not going to take the time to validate your address, then, you know, voting in person is the next one. And then for the unaffiliated voter, it would have the two options of, 
you know, do, or the three options of do I, I want to either vote in person, that would be the default if they don't confirm their address, because we shouldn't be sending ballots to addresses that are unconfirmed. And also, we shouldn't be sending ballots to people that, that can't confirm their identity, say, yeah. the uh, like, um, I have four ballots at my house that are from no longer residents of the state of Colorado. So four ballots times $8 a piece, that's you know, that's $32. If I ship them back and I say these people are no longer here, that's another $2 a piece to process. So I would encourage everybody to uh, hold on to their ballots for now. And we'll just see how many, un, uh, you know, unaccountable ballots we get. And I wouldn't say I'd say sending them back to the state is probably a bad idea because no, I don't know at this them. point, you know, who knows what's going to who knows yeah. what's going to happen to them because obviously somebody wants to have Lots of ballots that are floating around out that don't either are going to unconfirmed addresses or unconfirmed individuals. And it's very basic level. So you take out any kind of argument about election integrity or not election integrity. What you're proposing doing is saving the state, I would imagine, millions of dollars by not sending undeliverable ballots out anymore. So if a person doesn't come in and confirm their address, then that means the person isn't at that address anymore. Um, and um, and so you would clean the voter rolls. I mean, we had I, I, because you have this automatic motor voter thing. I think people are automatically being registered. And not that there's even anything sinister going on. They probably don't even realize it. And ballots are being mailed to whatever address they wrote down. And so right. it makes just I mean, you talk about some of the numbers. I mean, you were talking about there. There are some um, counties that had thousands and thousands of ballots that came back undeliverable. Well, one uh, one of the uh, the witnesses said for their 14 counties and I had I had a list of uh, 14 counties that was 107,000 undeliverable ballots. Another one rec uh, said for their 13 or 14 counties. I don't know why the I don't know why these were in a block of that, but that was 129,000 uh, unaccounted or undeliverable ballots. So, you know, if you look at a ballot going out, you know, the whole processing of it, of, you know, it's like a dollar fifty or more of postage. It's it's printing two envelopes. It's printing a ballot. Now, either way, the ballot would have to be produced. You know, uh, you know what I'm told from the El Paso County clerk is that's about eight dollars and fifty cents to for the whole processing, not just the paper, okay. not just the printing, but everything, everything. But that's going out. And then if it comes back undeliverable, then it takes another you know, of manpower, it takes another $2 per ballot. So if an undeliverable ballot is going to, is essentially say, just say $10. Well, 107,000 undeliverable ballots, that equates to one, you know, one point, you know, one, one $1.1 million. And then the, the 129,000 is equates to about $1.3 million. So, you know, I, I, uh, so apparently the state does not feel that and that and that's beyond that's just the fiscal impact that doesn't right. have anything to do with that doesn't have anything to do with the security issue of having right. these ballots that are that are just that are just out there and there and there's the uh in in the smart hearings which the t in transparent is, in smart hearing stands for transparent and uh, I think the only thing that's transparent about our government is that they want to spend money with absolutely no accountability um that that those ballots in the uh, the mail room, there's there's absolutely no chain of custody around them whatsoever. They're just right. tossed right. in a they're just tossed in a bin for anybody right. to uh, borrow from and take them home because the uh, the 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 signature verification is 
it well is is really well it would be a joke if it was funny but it's not funny so it's a uh the signature verification is really uh you know from talking to election judges is it's, is neg- is negligent at at, neg- yeah. at the minimum it's negligent right well and if you want to sign an x then there is no signature verification right i mean they i was i you, you, the so if somebody signs an x right then there has to be a witness to that but there is nothing that validates or even looks at the witness so all you could do is you could sit there at not that anyone would do this but i'm sure they would do this you get a bunch of ballots if nothing else you just sign x x x x x and then you sign yourself as the witness i mean the fraud then i think and that that's i think why the democrats want to keep this going because they want those hundreds of thousands of ballots being not deliverable not and that's not even counting all the ballots that show up say to apartment complex where they were delivered, but that person doesn't live there anymore, right? So they're sitting on a table someplace or they're going, say, to homeless shelters, right? Or places like that where people put down this as an address and they're not there anymore, but they're delivered because the address Mm -hmm. is there, right? I mean, and theoretically, what this would do would clean it up, right? Because you would have to go in there and you have to say, yeah, this is me. I live at this address. And if you don't do that, then then you could be clean from the voter rolls, which coincidentally, that's like the way they used to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Before 20. Yeah. Before- I think so. In a sense, it wouldn't it you know, just to be clear, it wouldn't change the voter roll. It would just say who is getting a mail in ballot. Right. So yeah. it would you know, it's it's not the uh, it's not the highest level, you know, uh, right. it's ex- not you know, exchange, but it's something because right. somebody at somebody then has to go through because when you send out you know, mass mailings than to say an apartment complex, like you mentioned, like all of those, all of those ballots arrive at that apartment complex at essentially the same time. So somebody can just disappear all of those ballots. And we know from uh, talking to the postmaster that there are also ballots that have come in that are in the mix that are complete fraudulent ballots. So somebody is taking the time to print out ballots, distributing them to people so they think they vote. So say an apartment complex, you could have you could have 20 ballots. Well, you could you could have 20 ballots replaced with 20 false ballots. And Mm -hmm. then then the people would think they're voting and they're you know, their their vote is just going their their vote is going someplace else where their real ballot is going, you know, is going into, uh, you know, is is going into the system, but it's not the one that they voted. So there's never been a time where they've they've determined that. uh They've never determined a way for mail-in ballots to be even remotely safe. And the only thing that we have about, you know, security is Jenna gaslighting about uh, right. being the gold standard. Right. Well, well and, and the former head of the Republican Party, Ken Buck, saying it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, and, it's, and Wayne Williams. Well, Wayne Williams. But OK, Wayne, so Wayne. Uh, I thought but many, if we're limiting to Republicans, then. then yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how many uh, Democratic co-sponsors do you have? <laughs> I did not have any co-sponsors. I talked to a few and they just said, well, you know, they like the idea of money saving, but they weren't going to get on anything with a ballot because uh, anything that's around election, they just consider bad news. They're, 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 they're just not. Well, they're not going to they're not one. They're not going to touch it because uh, Jared's not going to Jared's not going to allow it. So, right. I mean, this this could be something that was done by you know, Jenna, just to uh, improve a level of, you know, for an improved security. And, you know, it, 
did I think it was going to pass? No, because I don't think the Democrats are interested in elections integrity at all or security. I think it just highlights the I think it just highlights Jared and Jenna's overall desire for a a completely corrupt election system. So right. Right. um I mean that's I mean that's well, that, that's just what's going to if you you know if we if we put in a good bill it's going to fail anyway. So right. I mean that's that's just well, the nature of the state the state right now. And I kind of applaud you because this was I mean this was sort of addressing it at the most bottom line, basic kind of thing. It's like, that's save money and quit mailing out ballots to addresses that we know are undeliverable, right? It's any right. business would do that. If you're sending out a mass mailing, I mean, the newspaper does it, right? We send newspapers out. Well, when, we, when they tell us it's undeliverable, we quit sending it there because it's a waste of money, right? And it's, it's a, and so you'd think, that, I mean, this to me, it's just, it's common sense, saves money, but it's like, nope. Because again, as you said, the bottom line is, they want tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of undeliverable ballots going out there so they can do whatever they want to do with them then. Yeah, that would of of the, you know, of a group of 14, you know, an average of, uh, say, 100,000. If you got five of those groups, that's 500,000 undeliverable ballots that are going to come back, have no chain of custody. Who knows what happens to them? That's that's also just the ones that actually get returned. You know, who knows right. what happens to the uh, the ballots, the undeliverable ballots that are sitting in a basket in the back room that get, you know, borrowed for, you know, whatever, whatever purpose. So, yeah, with a newspaper that's spending their own money, uh, of course, they are going to they're going to say that, you know, we want to not send it to invalid addresses. The uh, Jenna and the Jeanettes, um, because they don't they're not at this point, I can't I, they're not they're not clerk they're not county clerks they're not clerks that are working for the county they're yeah. clerks that are working for the state they've abdicated they've abdicated their responsibility they've abdicated their oath and they are now just working uh to uh you know to prop up the status but they are they made the argument that that it would cost like six i don't have the fiscal statement right here with me right now but they made the argument that it would cost like six million dollars more to not send uh, to not send ballots to unverified user uh, voters and addresses. So I can fig. I, the only thing I can figure is that if that's a cost savings, then they're they're probably going to save a lot more money by sending a lot more unverified ballots out <laughs> because that's that's the logic. And when I said no, let, let's look at the numbers and and how this works. You know, you save. You know, they said it cost six million, and they were just gaslighting with numbers to. Uh, right. to oh, sure. Because the Democrats needed an excuse to vote against it, mm-hmm. um, but you could tell that they they knew it was false. They knew it was a lie. I mean, you have to go back to uh, listen to Chris Brown's, uh, whoever emailed him a uh, you know a little bit of uh, gaslighting. That would be interesting to know who who sent him the. Uh, I mean, it was just. Uh, it was uh, it was coordinated disinformation, gaslighting, and uh, and and creatively strung buzzwords. Then then they that was their that was their reason for voting against it. So they knew it would save money. They knew it would work. So what uh, and that's why they get, voted against. What committee it. did you get sent to? Uh, I, I went I went to uh, state affairs. I mean, which oh, is, that's which is, a bit <laughs> fun. That's a very well. Big... That's that they're all kill committees. People yeah, are no, well. That's right. the kill committee. It's like well, they're all kill committees because. Right. <laughs> The uh, the demo the Democrats four percent, you know, four percent swing in uh, demographics in the state, fifty six, forty four 
you know, that has been re- that has turned into a, uh, you know, like a 75 25 split in the House, right. which basically gives them a 100 to zero representation on any legislation that comes through. And and I, I don't know that any legislation goes through that does not have uh, does not have Jared's blessing. Yeah. I mean, you, we see some bills where it looks like maybe they're not sure about it. Hey, but listen, Ken, I know you're really busy, so we will let you go. I appreciate you taking time out. Yeah, good to, to that good job kind of exposing them. Exposing them. Yeah, that, sometimes that's the best you can do. That's all we can do. That's all we can do right now is uh, find out how deep the lie goes. So right. we right. have not we have not plumbed the depths of that lie yet. <laughs> I bet not. All right. Enjoy outer space. We'll see you later, Ken. Thank you Bye-bye. so much. <laughs> all right. Take care. Bye-bye. I mean, you know, think of it. It's just the, the basic um, the basic principle there is I know that's we have these addresses that we know are undeliverable. That's like quit sending ballots there, right? It's like, nope, can't do that because we need those. Hey, Jacob, raise Jacob his hand. hand up. Jacob, how you doing? Good. Good. How you doing? Um, I sent you an email last night of uh, right. Of I was going to ask you to people. tell people about that. Go ahead and tell people about that. This is pretty interesting. As a registered Democrat, they wanted me to. Yesterday was the last day for me to register as, a, as an independent so I can vote against Trump. Really? Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah, I'll send you the phone number it came from. I guess yeah, if you have a yeah, re- that'd be great. If you have a reverse thing. Um, first of all, I thought um, uh, one of the justice uh, uh, groups um, won a case against uh, uh, Janet Griswold, and she had to really clean up the voter rolls. Right. I, I think they won the case, and I think this is my understanding of that. And I think that theoretically she does, but she also uses that Eric system. I don't think that anything has actually been cleaned up yet. I could be wrong, but I know. Okay. I, I mean, because she knows, in order to enforce it, they're going to have to go back. You know, that's the J. Um, Christian Adams group, yeah, right, right? right? They're going to have to go back and do that again. So I mean, they're trying, and they they did win. You're right, but I'm not so sure that she's actually, yeah, done anything yet. And I'm not holding yeah. my breath. There was an article the other day, Sunday. Um, it wasn't in the Washington Post or New York Times, so I don't know how legitimate it could be. But <laughs> it said that Eric and Dominion and the DOJ and the, and uh, and um, Facebook and all these guys had a secret meeting. Yes. In yeah. uh, September of, uh, of 2020, and they coordinated and so on and so forth. My right. my thing is, if if they find out that this is all true. And Dick Wadham knew about it. Couldn't he be in a lot of trouble? Nah, never. He's in fine shape. Yeah, you know, you've got probably got a couple issues there. Number one, what's new about it? Number two, who's going to do anything to him? Right. You know, um, it's I mean, that becomes a problem. That's why, you know, we had Dave on because I think it's just important to let Dave fight back because he's one of the few people are, you know, Um, and. And two two quick things: the uh, the Laura Laura Trump was uh, nominated to be uh, yeah, uh, coordinator of the. Uh, what's the what's the RNC of Colorado going to do if uh, if that happens? I mean, doesn't the insurance have to listen to her instead of? Oh, I don't know. He'll take his money and go play in a different sandbox, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, and, the, and the last thing is, is uh, I think uh, since uh, Lakewood shooting in Lakewood, uh, Texas, nobody's been bothering Abbott lately. You know, it's all all of a sudden it went quiet. Oh, um, yeah, Governor Abbott. Yeah, I, I, Governor I Abbott. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think because I think 
they like don't want to talk about the border actually, right? I mean, if you're a Democrat, yeah. you don't want to talk about it. Um, and no. some of the, you know, the rhino Republicans don't want to. They'd rather talk about Ukraine. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, give that our money. Important. Yeah, because again, you go back to some of those wealthy organizations, Americans for Prosperity, Coke, they want open borders, right? Because mm. it's cheaper labor and cheaper what whatever for them. So um, it turns out this guy was uh, LGBT, whatever, transvestite or whatever they call right. him. And I didn't have like Palestine. Go Palestine Remember, written on the gun and stuff. Go Palestine, too. yeah, anti Semite. Yeah, but we don't want to talk about that. That doesn't count. No, that no, doesn't no. count, Jacob. It no. only counts if they're wearing MAGA hats, yeah. right? Right, right. So, but I, I think he thought Joel Olstein was Jewish. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> Jacob, thank you so much. Thank you. Andrew. All right, bye bye. Thanks. So, we have to spend a little bit of time talking. I mean, I get sick to a certain extent about talking about Ken Buck all the time, right? But oh, we so love Ken Buck. So we love Ken Buck. And now they're blaming Trump, of course, for all of this. So Ken Buck wants to oust George Santos right. without any kind of hearing approval. And and don't even, not even taking into account, like, the political ramifications of just waiting till the guy's convicted, right? No, nope, we got well, to oust him. But Mayorkas... There's not enough evidence to impeach. So he votes well, to keep and, Mayorkas and, and, and to oust Santos. Is, is Menendez in the Senate ousted? No. Oh. So all the all the Republicans in New York that, uh, that had uh, congressional seats all demanded that Santos be thrown out. Yeah, that's brilliant, guys. I mean, and, and, and the again, party is stupid. Does it again? That's a Brian June Jeff is like it's a, and we have a little bit of a Ken Buck and Thomas. This Enjoy month, this. So, Enjoy yeah, your Ken Buck. Ken Buck on CNN explaining what a principal guy he is. If we could please play the Buck soundbite. No, um, the, the reality is the facts didn't change in my opinion of him. I, I prosecuted for 25 years. I know what a cri- high crime and misdemeanor uh, are, and I know uh, that this doesn't qualify. This is a policy difference. Um, you, you can uh, try to put lipstick on this pig. It is still a pig, and this is a, a terrible impeachment. It sets a terrible precedent. The first impeachment of, of Donald Trump was a bad impeachment, and we've got to stop this in, in this body, or we are going to lose our, our, our credibility with the further lose our credibility with the American public. Are you surprised, Congressman, that no additional Republicans joined you and your other two colleagues today? Did you have any hopes that you would be able to convince just one more and have this vote fail? Yeah, I, I didn't really feel it was my responsibility to try to uh, convince anybody. And I, I think that people had made up their mind. They had voted before. They, they had made their own record. Um, and, and they're going to live with it. Um, and, and a lot of uh, my colleagues are coming back in the next Congress. If there's a Republican president in the next Congress, you better expect a, an impeachment of a cabinet official. And, and they're going to be very hard-pressed to try to distinguish how they voted against the Trump impeachment for the Mayorkas impeachment and then uh, voted against another Republican impeachment. That's, that's a bad situation to be in. But okay, let's just look at what an idiotic thing he's saying. It's like, well, you know, now the Democrats are going to try to impeach people. It's like, hello, it didn't be, haven't we been there? Haven't we done that? It's like that, that horse has long left the barn, right? Just say, oh no, we can't impeach it because the Democrats might try doing it to us. It's like, hello, it's, it's just got it backwards. It's a bad, it's a bad president, yeah. He's just such a weasel anymore. It's like he, yeah, I and mean, so he doesn't even believe it. He's not even trying to convince other people of that. He's like, I just want to do it so you will interview me here on cnn you can't say that on cnn but i mean 
it's just why can't we just make him leave? Maybe we should. Well, George, George Santos on him, just make him leave. I mean, you know, he's such a tool bag. Yeah, it's like it's 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 like he wants to do as much damage to the Republican Party. He wants to hurt the Republican Party as much as possible before he leaves. And and tragically, he's got a lot of time to do a lot of damage in there, right? Well, uh, you know, sure. Sure. You know, it's like meanwhile. So, so yes. Yeah, so Santos says they're, they're down a seat now. And of course, the, you know, the Democrats have the money and the power. They're not going to let that opportunity go to waste if the Republicans hand it to him. And it is a party of stupid, but it's again, anymore. I don't know. Yes. I think some of it is stupidity, but some of it is on purpose, just like the Democrats. No, no the ones in New York are just, Oh, I'm so offended that Santos would lie to people that I as a good person, demand that he be expelled from our caucus and 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 from the entire house and kind of go yeah but he hasn't been convicted i don't care being convicted you know that that doesn't matter i'm such a good person and and they'll just get stomped on i think it's similar though to what's going on here in colorado and that is where they want to get rid of and eliminate any kind of grassroots influence right they they would rather have the the unit party be in control um and this from charlene possibly leaving pro-palestine props around could be a false flag in houston oh the unit party leadership both dem and republican are pro-israel and ready to demonize the palestinian as as the genocide continues there i don't know about that i mean i you gotta wonder you're right sometimes about the evidence but i do think it's interesting if you go through the number of transgender shootings i guarantee you yeah if it was all like maga hat wearing people they'd i mean on a they'd be like a little thing on the top of the screen that said 23.4 maga shootings you know since blah 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 so the whole thing is just bad all right that's gonna wrap it up for us wrap it up for us let me tell you we've got who you got who you got we we got a great show on friday we're gonna have andrew vanderjack she is we had george brocker on who's running for the uh, district attorney's position in the 23rd judicial district she which is the new one she is one of the other persons running we're going to have her on and also i'm really looking forward to this andrew boston who is going to be talking he was a witness in an mrna one of the vaccine cases with kids and he's got a lot of great information i mean did you see those pfizer ads during the super bowl i was like not fooling us not fooling us still not getting monococcal pneumonia like you know i wonder how many people say oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) pfizer monococcal pneumonia yeah now there is increasing amounts of information coming out about about how bad that was. And that's why Pfizer's advertising against it. So we'll have him on as well. Um, that'll wrap it up. That's it. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. We'll Say hello see- to Taylor Swift. <laughs> we'll see you on Party Friday. Bye-bye.